This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. <laughs> Dips inside and hits. Oh, what a goal! Right, that is from Ross Wallace. Chris Wallace, is he going to have a crack? Oh, he does, it's good! Anything Paul Gascoigne can do, Chris Wallace can do. One by Stephen Fletcher back towards Adam Rich! You're listening to the Wednesday Till I Die podcast. Hello and welcome to the Wednesday Till I Die podcast. I'm James Mappin and this is the Oppo's View, the show where we get the chance to get to know our opponents. This weekend we've got another home fixture as we host AFC Wimbledon, another team that for them will be the first visit to Hillsborough in their current guise, uh, much like Cheltenham Town last weekend. With me to give an insight into the Dons is the man in charge of the Matchday programme and Plough Lane Stadium tour guide, it's Ray Armfield. Ray, thanks for uh, agreeing to come in uh, and talk to me this evening, mate. You're welcome, James. Thanks Thanks for asking me on. No problem. Um, we'll, we'll get straight into it then. Um, obviously, you, you're back at Plough Lane now, uh, your first mm. season in the in the new ground. What, what's it like to be back home, as so to speak? Fantastic. I mean, for Don's, Don's fans of my generation, I've had to wait 30 years to come back to, to Plough Lane, literally moving 250 yards down the road. Um, and we've had the added sort of pressure of not not being able to get in for, for the first season. So we're all crowded around our laptops, just thinking, I wish I was there because none of us had set, set foot in there yet. So when we finally did at the start of the season, it was uh, uh, really was a dream, really. And it's everything I hoped it would be. Yeah, I must admit, it does look a, a nice little tidy stadium from, I mean, I, I, didn't, I didn't go in the reverse fixture, which obviously we'll, we'll touch on a little bit later on, but uh, but yeah, it certainly looks uh, looks a decent decent stadium. I mean, uh, you say you've been a, a Wimbledon fan for, for a while. How long exactly have you been a, a Wimbledon fan for? Uh, September 1971, I saw my, my first game. So I always say in my stadium tours that um, we like to bill ourselves on the tours having like, the greatest story, which does sound a bit big, big-headed, really, it should possibly be the unique story because I think I worked out in those fifty years I've seen us playing something like twelve different divisions. So it's been a real roller coaster ride. 
Right. I, I saw a stat the other day. Actually, I think, is it Port Vale that have uh, that have beaten every single team in yeah. the in the EFL? Yeah. And if you judging by that, I'm sure AFC Wimbledon can't be uh, can't be too far off. But obviously, I don't know. How it would count with the obviously change of name and yeah. what have you. Yeah. You have to kind of start again, as, as so to speak. <laughs> but uh, I'm sure not not far off. Um, mm. Just just on the the split, any animosity towards MK Dons? Um, yes. <laughs> well, what's young say? What's that? What's that fixture like? It must be quite uh, um, quite a feisty one. Well, I've I've never been there and never will. I've seen I've seen us play them twice at home, and we won once and lost once. Um, it's it's a fixture nobody wants from our point of view. I mean, the the main thing you you have about local rival local rivals. I mean, you've got the blades down the road. I'm sure that you. You, you want to play them for the reason of beating them and being able to go into the office or the factory on the Monday morning and, you know, large it up or whatever. Whereas I just prefer that we didn't have to play them. And it, it does great a bit when people call it a rivalry or a derby because it's neither of those things for us. Yeah, because I, I suppose you've not really got any any people that you, you know, like I said there, you know, f- colleagues or family or whatever that, that would support them really because they're miles away, aren't they now? It's not even, yeah. you know, it's, uh, they're not even that close <laughs> oh, anymore. No. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, none of those. <laughs> exactly. Now, we're just on to more current affairs. Um, mm. You've got a new manager. Mark Robinson was announced uh, just yesterday as your new manager. Um, what have you heard about him and you know are fans and yourself pleased with that appointment yeah mark mark bowie that's a real left left field one i think we um we weren't really sure who was going to come in and i think some of us based it on the on the caliber of applicants that we got last time where mark got the job a because he was the best best candidate but b because there weren't a great deal of managers out there while we were looking so when i saw somebody like mark and also eddie with his track records coming in i thought well for the time of year that we're looking and the position that we're in, I think we've done really well to get them. So I'm quite looking forward to seeing what, what he can do. Yeah, I mean, um, would you, are you surprised with how quick the appointment was made? Because, you know, he was only sacked, what, just after the last game and um, mm. and, and now new managers being, you know, sometimes it takes, you know, weeks and weeks. I think, I think I saw something last week saying, you know, the board is, uh, is sticking behind Mark Robinson and next minute they've sacked him. Yeah. So. Yeah, there were surreal mixed mixed messages in terms of what was going out, but I think maybe the manner in which we lost on Saturday maybe forced people's hands a bit. Um, I maybe don't think that we actually started talking to Mark Bowen seriously yesterday. I'm sure perhaps we were at least thinking about him or having in the back of our minds maybe as a possible replacement, but perhaps just the just the way Saturday's game went forced people's hands a bit because you know we're we're down to the um, the nitty gritty part of the season now we've got seven games left and we really need to give it a go yeah definitely i mean uh, you know mark robinson had been there since 2004 obviously not not the manager mm. since then but he's been around the club for a while uh, do, do you think it was the right decision to to get rid of him i think so yeah i mean i, I we were talking about this for lots of times and i can't think of many other clubs who would maybe let it go as far as 20 games without a win yeah. i mean we we've all seen impatient clubs pressing the button far far earlier than, than that I think we've been fair to Mark in the sense that we've given him a go or several goes to try and turn things around but we've just had so many what I'd call six, six pointer games um, come up recently that would have given us a real bit of breathing space 
from the bottom four and in the bottom four. And I'll take Cambridge out of that because I think they're they're not bottom six side. But of the ones that are in and around there, I think we've had half a dozen of those and we've won one and drawn the other five. So on the one hand, you can say, well, we haven't lost any of those, but we've drawn five of them. And those really were points dropped in some of them. Yeah, I mean, you look at the league at the moment and the teams at the top, everyone can't stop winning. Uh, and the teams at the bottom, it's almost like nobody really wants to... Uh, yeah. stay in this division yeah. I mean Gillingham have put a couple of wins together and they've mm. kind of almost clawed themselves out so you know it's, uh, it's a yeah. case of a couple of good results and, and it can change quite quickly you've already mentioned there you know on, let's go on to your form um, it's not great you know tw- 20 yeah. games we're out of the win I think it's 10 draws and 10 defeats in those 20 you know your last yeah. win came in on the 7th of December against uh, against Accrington um, yeah. you know even recent mm. form, five straight defeats as well, and you've only scored one goal. It's, it doesn't it sound great, does it? I mean, is it a real concern no. for you that that sort of form? You know, you find yourself in the midst of a relegation fight when you know at the start of that run you were you were doing all right, weren't you? To be fair, yeah, I think when we finally got into the plough lane, obviously it was all you know lovely and happy, and we won three of our first seven games, and I think at one point we were eighth, and maybe a few people got a bit giddy and thought that's how our season's going to go. But then I think we've won three of the next 30. So it's been a real nosedive, really. And there was a spell earlier in the season where we could barely score score goals either. And then, of course, we got our our main striker, Oli Palmer, fit again. And then Wrexham bought him. And he's not really been replaced. And um, it's odd because last season, uh, Joe Piggott scored most of our goals and then he left and joined Ipswich and Mark Robinson said, well, we're just going to have to share the goals around. And we all took a deep breath and thought, really? But after about seven or eight games, we'd had something like 14 different goal goal scorers. Yeah. So we thought, well, maybe he's right. But uh, we did go through a sticky patch earlier and we're going through one now in terms of scoring goals. And that's it- our big issue now. Yeah, you mentioned there, you know, you, you've got rid of a few players. Um, are you... Are you happy in that that's the type of club that you that you're kind of gonna gonna be in terms of you know getting players, developing them, and then and then letting them go on to you know to to bigger clubs. Let's say, well, I said bigger clubs. One's dropped two divisions to yeah. Wrexham, but, but you yes. know, is that are yeah. you are you happy with that? If that if that keeps the like the longevity of the of the club. Well, I think being an old school Wimbledon fan, I was kind of used to that in in the seventies and eighties when we'd like buy cheap and sell dear. Um, so I'm kind of used to that. And also the last four years, it's it's been a struggle just to punch above our weight with our budget and the size of the club. So in the past, we've tended to go for like older players towards the end of their career and maybe add one or two youngsters around them. And we've not really seen any any benefits from, from doing that. So we tried something new and tried the reverse, if you like, and based it around youth. Um, and we've got a very good youth system coming up. I mean, our under 18s have just won their league and they always do well in the youth cup and they won a national youth cup a couple of years ago um so we kind of thought that's the way to go but but obviously when you rely on youth with a core of sort of experienced players and if you lose one or two of that core for for key key games you have to say to sort of 19 20 year olds you know step up game after game after game and they can't always do that yeah, definitely. I mean, j- just on the on the results, I, I know you know you've not won in twenty, but looking at it, th- there's been 
games have been fairly close, you know, you know, one one goal margins. Obviously, there's been ten draws in there as well. Do you feel like you've been unlucky in in that run? Have you know, have the performances perhaps been better than what the results suggest? Or unlucky, maybe. Um, I think apart from losing four 0 at Bolton and three 0 at Oxford just after New New Year. We've not really been thrashed by anyone, and most of our defeats have been by by the odd goal. Um, and there was a time a few games ago where we were just more worried about drawing games rather than winning them. But obviously now, even the draws have gone. But yeah, they they've been quite close. And I've I've had these chats with other fans before, and I've just sort of said, well, maybe the next game is is going to be the one where something finally drops for us. You know, just a last minute winner off somebody's backside or something. But we just do not seem to get that. I don't know yeah. what it is. I've seen other teams do it against us, but it, it just doesn't drop for you, which, you know, I mean, you you guys found that last season. I had a look at the um, the last day of the championship because I was doing stuff for the Wiccan programme coming up. And what a helter-skelter that was on the final day. Yeah. Like, it, it, four, it, four teams, wasn't it? So, yeah, it, it, it was know. crazy. It, it was almost a bit like this season, really, like the guys, you know, what, what you're experiencing, that it was almost like nobody really wanted to survive in in yeah. in the championship mm. you know there were defeats left right and center you know all it took was you know two wins and you could have got yourself out of there and uh, mm. yeah that it was a, a very very strange season to say the least uh, now you might not be able to answer this question because obviously the manager's only just come in but but kind of what what was this, the style of play that that you've been trying to play Mother's Day is around the corner Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Play this season and has there been any whispers that that's going to kind of change at all or is it going to be carrying on as you as you are? Um, I don't think we genuinely heard a word out of the new manager yet because it was literally last night when he was um, appointed. So I've just got a few like snippets from Reading fans and um, they they seem reasonably pleased with, the, with his style of play. But um, what I think we might be doing is looking a bit longer term. I know he's just maybe here, first of all, for the last seven games, but I know he's done a director of football role at previous clubs in the past. And I think maybe that that's what we need as well. So even if he doesn't end up being the team manager next year, it's conceivable he could be a director of football type maybe with a, a coach beneath him but um hopefully he'll, he'll still want to go at management and can have a go i mean the one the one statement he's put out so far he you know sounded good and said said the right words but we'll see how, how, how would you describe the, the the style of football that you have been playing so far this season because i mean looking at the stats and what have you you know you, the possessions well up there i mean you look at all the other teams that are that are around you and they kind of look to give up possession quite easily and uh, you know and allow teams to to have the ball but that doesn't seem to be the case where with yourself you know it's nearly well it's just just shy of 50% possession average for the, mm. for the course of the season 
Well, that's a real sort of um, sea, sea change for us as well, because I think still, if you if you say the say the word Wimbledon to people, they still think, oh, you know, short haircuts and long long balls and stuff. But um, and Vinnie Jones, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But with the young team that we've we've got, we've we've had to play football, and really, that's what they they like doing. And one of the greatest bits of the season so far, and there's not been any huge high points, was um, our last goal when we beat Oxford three three one in our second home game. Um, it was a five-man move, almost starting on our own goal line. The ball never left the floor. Five passes, and a guy like passed it in, and all five were academy products. So, oh, okay. as, as well as the move being really good, you just had a real sense of pride that you know those are those are all our boys. So um, it can be done, but you, you know you won't get that forty-six games a season out of them. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can I, I mean, what what sort of formation have you been playing the, so far this season? Um, usually it's like four at the back now, um, sort of two and then three and then one. The the, the one constant it, it has been has been one up top. I think Mark Robinson seemed like wedded to that. Um, sometimes formation and available players have dictated maybe the sort of team he puts out. But generally, we've not really gone for two up front often enough, and that's maybe one of the reasons why Mark Robinson isn't isn't manager anymore. Um, we seem to have forward options and never really use more than one. So I'm hoping at least we have a go and, you know, if we do go down, then we'll go down swinging, hopefully, with a couple of forwards. Yeah. So. <laughs> now, I just want to touch on the uh, the reverse fixture then. So obviously when we came down to your place, mm. obviously it finished 2-2. Uh, Lee Gregory got two goals to put us 2-0 up, um, yeah. you know, and then mm. goals from Guinness Walker and Radoni late on, you know, got rescued you a point. Uh, I must admit, it felt like a defeat to us, you know, when it, when we yeah. were 2-0 up after, what, 54 minutes, I think it was. I, mm. I was already thinking, right, that's another three points, this, that, and the other. And, and um, yeah, you uh, came to bite us in the arse. And, and you know, yeah. it, it was a bit of a running theme for us uh, during that mm. part of the season, you know, throwing goals away and throwing leads away late on. But how, how did you see it from your perspective that day? Very good. I mean, it seems the, the complete mirror image of our recent home game with... Doncaster, where we we had a two two goal lead, and you just wanted to say to somebody, "Shut up, shop now!" You know, stick a defensive player on. Uh, but we still tried to play our football and just got picked off twice in a couple of minutes. And it, uh, as soon as they they scored once, I thought they're going to get another. And when they did, I thought we're going to hang on for for a draw here now. And luckily, we got it. But again, that's one of those five occasions against teams in and around you that we drop points. I mean, I'm. Guessing in the first game, you'd have thought coming to Wimbledon. Really, that's one of the te- one of the teams that you ought to think about about beating if you want to go back up again. But um, as I think you might have found this this season, there's a lot of you know big clubs in League One who who all think they should be playing higher, and only three of you are going to go back up tops and perhaps if well, yeah, my be- have got the automatic places it could just be that one of you I mean Ipswich are down here Portsmouth are down here yourselves Sunderland you know Charlton yes, I as well the, who have done Charlton not, yeah, not doing yeah. very well this season as well yeah, yeah it's, uh, it's certainly a strange well, it's, it's certainly a strange league it is yeah as you say top and bottom there's some 
quirks in both both ends of the table. Definitely. I've picked a few uh, players to watch. Obviously, you can add to them mm-hmm. as well. Jack Redone, obviously, scored in the reverse yeah. fixture. Obvious one, given his goals that he scored. Nine goals and three assists so far this season. Obviously, he's only mm-hmm. only 20 years old. Looks like a, a decent young prospect for the future mm-hmm. as well. Looks like he plays in all sorts of positions, but mainly, you know, Attacking midfielder left uh, and or on the or on the right hand side as well. Looking at his, but he has played kind of anywhere really. And you know he's popped up in midfield and he's popped up as the the, the lone striker. But but yeah, last week obviously mainly as you know attacking midfield. Is is he like the the main attacking threat that you'd say in your squad so far this season? I think his goals speak speak for themselves. Really, yeah, you're right. I mean we've we've used him as like a false nine as a number ten on either wing and just coming through from the middle as well. So as long as he's facing towards somebody else's goal, that's that's where you get the best out of him. And yeah, I mean, he's he's a very good prospect. I think he's under contract until the end of next season. But I would say even if we do manage to avoid the drop, we'll do well to keep him over the summer because I know teams are looking already. Yeah, another one that I've uh, that I've picked out as well is Ben Hennigan, the centre back. Um, if you look on who scored, he's mm. he's your highest rated um, rated player, plays centre back. He's mm. played thirty four times this season. Uh, I know you've leaked a lot of goals, but obviously it looks like he's you know when you look at your defence, you, you you want that kind of stability and you know sticking with the same players. And like I said, playing thirty four times this season looks like he's a bit mm. of a bit of a steady Eddie. Yeah, Ben's a solid player. He's one of those players that we we needed our team because I say we've got a, a lot of younger players. So what we tended to do was have like or try and have an experienced spine. So he's our experienced centre back, and then we've got Alex Woodyard in the mid, midfield, who's thirty, and then we did have Ollie Palmer as our target man, who's thirty as well. So we tended to rely on them as the um, as the as the backbone of the team. And yeah, yeah, Ben's in there, and I'd I'd much rather have him in my team than than not have him. Um, if there's maybe one sort of um, downside to his game, I don't think he's particularly the quickest player. Hmm. And also, I kind of hoped he might have chipped in a couple more more goals as well. But um, yeah, with, I'd, I'd always keep him, and he's one of the players I'd look to keep, whether we stay up or go down. Is there any any other players that you could uh, that you pick out? Well, I think much like uh, Jack Rudoni, we've got Ayuba Sal as well, who's come up through the youth system. He trained with the England under twenties last week. Um, he's another player that can play virtually anywhere across the middle in the mid midfield four and has played there. Um, we've used him mainly as a winger, but I, I think he does his best work when he's playing off somebody big. So he's he's quite a combative, feisty little guy. He's not the biggest player in the world, but he makes up for it by, you know, getting getting stuck in. So he's a he's a fan's favourite and he's also somebody that I think will do well to keep hold of in the short to medium term as well. Great stuff. Um, just what, what's your? I always ask this question. What, what's your take on us then from the uh, from the outside looking in um, as a obviously as a as a Wimbledon fan looking at Sheffield Wednesday? Yeah, I think in terms of size of the club, crowds, playing staff, what kind of jealousy probably. <laughs> <laughs> um, certainly the the game at Plough Pla- Lane early this season. I looked at someone like Barry Bannon who just ran the show for ninety minutes, and I thought, what are you doing in League League One? because he's just not a League One player. And if you were picking like a League One player of the year team, he'd be my first pick. Um, Because even when I've seen him on television highlights, he's just far too good for the third tier. Um, And also your, you know, your forward options are are very good as well. When um, you've got someone like 
Berahino just come back into the squad, I thought, wow, you know, we'd have been playing him every week if he played for us. And well, we well, no great decent player as well. Well, listeners of the of the podcast will uh, will know what my thoughts have been on Saido Berahino up until fairly recently. He's uh, he's not been firing him, but yeah, he got a hat trick against uh, against Cambridge, which has kind of kicked mm. him on and got a call up to the Burundi national team, probably off the off the back of that that recent form mm. as well. So uh, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's your first trip to Hillsborough in your current guise as AFC yeah. Wimbledon. Um, I, I know you said that you're not. Uh, you're not going, but uh, as a as a fan base, it sounds like everyone's everyone's looking forward to it. Oh, for sure. I mean, when the fixture list came out, I think a few people saw saw that and thought, "Yeah, I'm I'm going." I mean, my latest news that we we sold out our initial allocation of six hundred, and we're hoping to bring maybe a thousand up with the impetus that a new manager gives us and the fact that it's a new ground for many people. Um, and it's a big game. I mean, um, you know, when we were in the, the lower reaches of non, non-league on our way up, we were teams' big games. And, you know, you and Portsmouth and others have got to accept that you're, you're ours, really. Um, so I'm... Yeah, we've, we've, stru- we'll we've struggled. We've struggled yeah. when we've uh, come up against those those sorts of teams and and yeah mm. hopefully we don't struggle this weekend for our sake yeah. <laughs> i mean uh, I'm just, i was just looking at you you know average attendances and what have you know you get around about seven thousand fans each week which is you know for a for a club you know see where you've come from i mean it's certainly shot up on it since you've moved to the to the new ground it has yeah i mean um i think us and portsmouth uh were in the top two in league one for like filling their capacities last season or the season prior to that when we were at our old ground um, and it really did emphasise why we needed to move and then we moved into Plough Lane um, it's not quite finished off yet so our, our real capacity is about eight and a half thousand but as you say we're averaging seven and a half and it's so great to sort of see a, a stadium that suits our size almost full every week and crowds have gone up 70% so there can't be many teams who can say that yeah, the current climate. Yeah, definitely. Um, Ray, before I before I let you go, I have to nail you down to a score prediction. Then, so uh, I usually yeah. say this: go, go, go with your head and your heart, because, like I said, it could be, okay. it could be, it could be different. Okay, that's good. I'm I'm glad you give me an option there. Um, my heart says we'll we'll come away with something, maybe after a gritty goalless draw. Um, but either way, heart or head, I just don't see a scoring because I don't think that we have the weapons currently. So I. Kind of think my my head says we might lose two two nil to you. Great stuff, uh, Ray. Thank you very much for uh, for agreeing to come on the on the show. Do really appreciate it, and uh, obviously all the best for the rest of the season. But uh, hopefully we we turn you over on Saturday. Yeah, that's how <laughs> it is. Yeah, <laughs> thanks for asking us on. Cheers, Ray. <laughs> days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery order now on the mcdonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.